This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this throwback episode of... You are on. I forgot the America Online thing. Yes, zing this. Yes, you got me, Retro Zinger, or I guess uh, what was what was a good '90s Rad Zinger? There we go. Darn it, you took mine. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, Cowabunga Berg. Nice, nice. Yes, this is gonna be a '90s filled uh, episode. Um, also for. Uh, for Riku, I guess, insert 90s song he told us to sing here. Why are we both blanking on this? One I, of us should have remembered. One of us should have remembered, um, but we didn't, so sorry. But I, I'm sure that uh, my bank account and the reputation of this podcast thanks us. Because, uh, one, I don't know if we want to hear Eric try to sing it. And, two, I don't want to legally put it on here otherwise. Anyways, it's on true. that note, we're going to do a 90s episode. Why because roughly, how awesome is the 90s? Roughly because, one, how awesome is the 90s? And two, would you like to explain where this vaguely originated from? Yes, there was a... Uh, it was, it's been making the rounds online uh, for a few weeks now. I want to say it was the Hard Times. Uh, mm-hmm. Just posted a thing and it was like... Does anyone want to go to a bar and just sit around and talk and name things from the 90s? And it was like... And I shared it and that everyone else is sharing it because, yes, everyone wants to sit around and just name stuff from the 90s because, man, the 90s were so cool. So we're going to do that, but we're kind of going to do it in a way to where I do have a vague outline of stuff I want to touch on, but I know Eric's just going to sit there at one point and just start naming stuff from the 90s. So uh, for those of you who did not experience the decade that is almost... Two decades ago, three decades ago. I now. mean, the start of it. I mean, twenty years ago, I, we were at the tail end. I know. It's, Thirty it's, years ago, it was it hadn't even started. I know. It's weird to say that, but that is the decade that both me and you like are like shaping us as right. nerds. And I was stuff. gonna say we were born in the eighties. Yes, but the nineties are what molded us and formed us. Even, even though I look fondly on eighties cartoons. Oh for, sure. For for like nostalgia purposes, the nineties are where my true love of certain things came from. So, um, with that being said, I guess I, I'm, I'm going to start this. Let me just get the list I gave you pulled up again, because I want to make sure I'm hitting these points. Um, we're kind of going to go over what essentially, like if someone says the nineties, what do you think of when this is said? Okay. So I guess the most important thing is what is like the nineties cartoon in your opinion? Like, not, I, I guess, in my opinion, it is, like, something that encompasses, like, if I think to the 90s, it is this show. So, my an- I had one answer for this, but I think that I'm going to save it for another thing. So, my, my, my one answer right now, I... God, I have, so, like, 20 answers, but <laughs> I keep bouncing okay. back and forth between um, Animaniacs and... Batman the Animated Series. Um, mine is actually Batman the Animated Series. Or X-Men. Because I feel like Batman... That was had, one of the other ones I was, <laughs> I was thinking I feel of. Batman the Animated Series had a... Had kind of a... Yes, it, it, it was mainly in the 90s. But it kind of kept going. Mm. 
out of the um out of the universe it was it created so that's why kind of i'm like that one kind of exists out of the 90s because it's something that aged out of itself after a while but the the x-men show is just the x-men straight up like that is 90s like i remember sitting in our basement living room and watching X-Men, oh, yeah. or all of these shows, but I remember Saturday morning, da 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 Exactly. da Oh my gosh, so awesome. And it's one of those shows, I've seen bits and pieces, and of course there's the Juggernaut video thing, that like I'm like, wow, this show probably did not age well. <laughs> and you know what? I just want I don't to keep care. it in that. It, I don't it, care. It, it was a great show. It was something that introduced me to like comics and stuff, so I'm really happy that I got introduced to that. There was also the Spider-Man anime. The Spider-Man one? And the not as well-known, but there was the Iron Man one, too. Yes, there was. And there was... there was. Because basically, they all did do... I mean, it was kind of the MCU before the MCU. Because they all did crossovers between each other Mm -hmm. and would make little cameos and stuff. But, I mean, because it was X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man. I swear there was, like... Fantastic Four. That's right. Fantastic Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four one, too. Yep. Yep, they were all there. Yep, they They were were all all there. there. They were all there. Now, I, I kind of want to put this one out there and then push to the side. Because even though I said that some, something I think of when I think of 90s, The Simpsons. So I was going to save that for my television, just my okay. regular okay. television show. But yes, I debated whether I should include it, but I think this is a good time to talk about it for animation. Because really, I kind of consider it part of that whole animation renaissance in general. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there was the Disney renaissance, but there was this whole... This further push for adult, adult yeah. animation, um, and it kind of started that new that renaissance for it in in the even though it, it premiered on the Tracy Ullman show in the mid eighty or in the eighty seven, and then technically the first episode of the show aired in nineteen eighty nine. Yes, but then every other episode beyond that was nineties or later. So even though like I said it extended past then. I think me and you both agree that its heyday was the 90s yes. into the early 2000s. Absolutely. And, like, the, I mean, the good episodes lasted into, like, the early 2000s. But I would say the best of the best were all purely with, within the 90s. So I think that's that's very fair to, so uh, to I, say. So I, I guess we, we get that one out of the way real yeah. quick. Just, just, just ripping that, that Band-Aid off right there. So I do have Saturday morning cartoon as yeah. well, which you said Animaniacs. That's and well, and that was even one of those because remember Fox had that whole in the afternoon from like three to five they had like a block of animation and Animaniacs and Tiny Toons, which I also kind of because they're it was the same teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, those aired weekdays, but I guess they did air during the Saturday mornings as well on some things. I guess I don't know. Um, but Saturday, so Saturday morning, another show. Uh, that I think of with the 90s, even though it started in the 80s, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And when it became... Because it was syndicated, and then it was in the 90s. I think it was 1990 or 91 when it became... I think CBS got the rights to like the new episodes, so it kind of did start early 90s where the Turtles were on Saturday mornings, and that was appointment viewing. Like, gotta watch the newest Turtles episode. Sorry, I've, I've got, I got a list of Fox Kids shows, <laughs> and I'm like... Oh boy! Um, wow, tactic like Tactical Tomatoes. Yes, Beetlejuice, uh, The Tick. Haven't gotten okay. There's there's a uh, Beetlejuice twice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Darn it! I was about to say we've said it twice. Let's keep it at that. Hey there, lads. Um, Beetlejuice was like a nice guy. He was as opposed to the jerk from the movie. Yeah, we. I was talking about that after D and D the other day too about like how um 
that that show is completely different from the movie. It's so weird. Like they take some of the characters, but they make them completely different. And uh, but it's like the same but different. I don't know. Either way, I loved it. And uh, in 1992 and 93 is when Batman the Animated Series and X Men premiered. Man, yeah, Ugh. yeah, I know. Um, what a lineup! So, I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm just in in thrall. Fox Ghost, Pe- Go, Ghost Rider, which we were talking. Wait, no, this is okay. This is Ghost Rider. Yeah, right. Rider. Okay, I was gonna Rider. say Ghost sorry, Rider was like, PBS, which was also awesome in the 90s. Yep. Uh, Animaniacs, of course, made its debut as well in 93, Remember Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates? Uh, no. It was like an animated Peter Pan series, and it premiered, and it was one of those that aired during the weekday afternoon animation blocks, and, uh, Tim Curry does the voice of, uh, Captain Hook. Interesting. Because Tim Curry is awesome. Um, The Tick, of course, which was great. Love The Tick. uh, Another one that uh, Power Rangers. I don't know how big you were into Power Rangers. I was big into Power Rangers, and um, I guess technically not animated, but... And by technically, I mean it was We're talking about Saturday morning. Just Saturday morning. Okay. I'll allow programming. I'll allow programming, because then, you know what else was on in the 90s on Saturday mornings? When I wake up in the morning and... It's because right, I'm sitting by... Yo, let me tell you. Let me guess. You're a California dreaming kid. No, I... I <laughs> you're one of three. <laughs> I am somebody who never got into Saved by the Bell. Oh, I, so good. It was funny because when I went to high school, I used to stop at one of my friends' houses to pick them up on the way, and they were still getting ready, so I'd sit down and just their TV would be on, and they'd be watching Saved by the Bell, and i just kind of just... I was not awake enough in the morning to even still pick up on it then. I'm like, I don't get any of this. Now, the thing is, with, with, with Saved by the Bell, it started it started in the 80s. Again, we're kind of going this multi-decade, uh, I was going to say multi-dimensional, this multi-decade thing where it started in the 80s, it finished up in the 90s, but it was Saturday mornings on its original run, but I didn't get into it until, I want to say it was either Fox or TBS had it on like after school. Yeah. So like I get home and like I would eat a snack after school and watch Say by the Bell before I did my homework. So here's the thing with um so I mentioned the Power Rangers. I had this shirt as a kid and I wish I knew what happened to it. It had X Men and Power Rangers on it. On the same shirt? Yeah, because it was like what? for the for the Fox kids. Oh yeah, for like, like the block. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I wish I knew what happened to it because it was like the coolest shirt. My mom bought one for me and one for my younger brother. That's awesome. And it was an awesome shirt, and I don't know what happened to it. It's sad, because that, that was such a cool shirt. You and, should and eBay it and see I, it's there. I should, and you know what? I'm probably going to start work typing on that when you go on some um, rant. So let me see if this will get you on a rant. Tell me about the Godzilla series. Which one? Like the TV series? Yeah, the one that it That's looks based like it on, was... Yes, it was based on the 98 movie. And <laughs> so, if Sorry, you remember, at the very end, so if you, if you have not... If your memory has not blocked that movie... At the very end, you know they they so God they kill Godzilla because of course Godzilla goes down because of a missile. But I'm going off on another tangent. So at the end, there's the you know then there's the the chase with the dinosaur bear, the Godzilla babies, which is like a raptor chase from Jurassic Park, uh, and one of them survives. Like they all die, but one survives, and that's where the series picks up, where that one grows up to be the next Godzilla, but actually has more Godzilla-ish powers and like helps the team from the Godzilla movie, like the human team. They're out on an expedition and he fights monsters. So this also I never saw the series. But I just remember reading about it. So this was also one of those series that the animation was done in this like really grungy looking like animation. I don't know if that's just me. 
Um, it was also it's similar to the um, to the animation that was used for the MIB. Yes, series. That's one that because it was late '90s where I think it started kind of getting a kind of cheap, uh, very like thick black lines and not a lot of shading and yeah, it's kind of grungy looking. I think it's a good the color scheme of it. Found it, maybe. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. This is it. This is it. I found it. I might post this on. The I gotta bank. see this. Yes. Oh my gosh, I need that shirt. I know. Oh my. So, there, for there's those, a few so of them. If, if for some reason you did not see the image, it is the Red Ranger and Wolverine, and they're both like, oh, yeah, yeah. It looks awesome. I want. I would proudly wear that shirt out in public right now as my 35 year old self. Yeah, it's a Marvel Comics because there's a few different ones where it's got like different teams and stuff. But but yeah, that's that that looks exactly like the one I had as a kid. And I really wish I still had it, even though it would not fit me in a million years. Um, is it for sale somewhere? There's got to be some on eBay or something like that. Oh, man. Because the only one I did see that was on eBay was like 70 bucks. Worth or, <laughs> you know, it could be the 90s where there was pretty much, might as well say, there was no internet. Yeah, and that's... you're just going to take it. It's just going to be a crapshoot. You had to order it. By calling the, it's like, hey, do you like Power Rangers and Wolverine X Men? Then you totally call this. Have your parents call this one eight hundred number, and in six to eight weeks, you'll get this shirt. And then it cuts to you sitting on your couch, and it says six to eight weeks later. Uh, Simpsons reference. Yep, that was a good one. Um, so talk about Saturday morning cartoons. Also, by the way, anytime during this episode. While you're listening, tweet at us, post on Facebook, wherever you want to. Let us know what you enjoyed during the 90s. And it doesn't even have to be what you enjoyed. Just list stuff from the 90s. <laughs> list stuff you can from the list 90s. stuff from the 90s. All right. So I guess live action, since, since we're in TV right now, what live action show for you was like the 90s show, in your opinion? For comedy, Seinfeld. And for drama, X-Files. See... Too young at the time to pick up on that. Retroactively now, though, yes, I would definitely say Seinfeld. <laughs> I was probably too young to be watching Seinfeld, yeah. but I totally did watch Seinfeld. Well, like, first run. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of jokes that you probably would not have nope, gotten. I go again. back now, and I, I'll see an episode, and I'm like, wow, did not get that. Like, uh, I, Simpsons. Like, Simpsons is another one same. I'll go back and watch, and I'll be like, yep. why was I allowed to watch this? Um, I straight up would. Like, I had no idea what the episode the contest was about. <laughs> it was a kid. They, they do a good job <laughs> no with that idea. episode. They do a very good job it's, with that it's, episode. It's, it's well written because of the fact that you probably could not get away with that today. No. But at the same time, you really couldn't get away with it then. And it was one of those I feel like they were like, you can't do that. And they're right. like, we'll make it to where you can't really tell what they're talking about unless you're really paying attention. And I love when a show does that because it uses it, it pushes the boundary in the most... And it, it forces them to be creative. And yes. it totally did. And it pays off in spades because... 20 plus years later, we're still talking about that episode. We are still talking about that episode. Uh, for me, I guess, uh, I'm gonna say, and I'm probably gonna get some hate for this, Boy Meets World and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which are like, the two I have like the most memories of that were live action. For me, watching it back in the day. Right. Now, yes, Seinfeld. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I watched my fair share of TGIF, like, 
any, really any of the TGIF shows through. I would say Sabrina was probably like the last of the ones that I somewhat I don't remember watched. anything about it. I, I tried watching some of it, and I just think I was watching for that cat. I just remember because of Melissa Joan Hart, because yeah. of Clarissa Explains It All, another 90s Nickelodeon yes. show, which is freaking awesome, and I always had a huge crush on her uh, when I was a kid. So I was there like, I'm going to watch her. I was going to say, like most like most uh, kids in, uh, did. Uh, so yes, I I watched because of her, but I, I remember that and the talking cat who was sarcastic and her two ants. Salem, Salem, yes. Yeah. And then I think one of the ants was named Zelda. Yep. And I can't remember the other one's name. Yeah, I can't either off the top of my head right um, now. Hilda. Yeah. Was yeah, it Hilda and right. Zelda. Yeah. Hilda and Zelda. Yeah, We're gonna go right. with that. Uh, Even and... though they're airing on. So Netflix is airing a new Sabrina series that's more based off of the, like the darker version of it. There's our Netflix for the. So there's evening. our Netflix plug for the week. Um. But yeah, I, I know Ellie's watched that and liked it. I'm like, does the cat talk and is super sassy and sarcastic? Oh, it's not? <laughs> not interested. Not interested. So, um, I guess before we leave this, what forgotten show, live action or animated, would you <gasps> say is something see. that is forgotten from that era? Oh, right. I mean, gosh, there's so many things. Um, so, do you, this is kind of going to the kids' stuff, but... After the success of Power Rangers, there were all those. Big, I don't want to say not right. I don't want to say knockoffs, but it was like some were knockoffs, some were like big bad Beetleborgs. But then there was VR Troopers, which was like yeah. another se- Super Sentai, like from that series. But instead of waiting to adapt it later, they they took it and made it like its own separate thing. And uh, Mask Rider, which was based on Common Rider, which actually did have a crossover episode with power rangers like there was like a two-parter that was like a backdoor pilot into his series but there were just all those but then yes big, big bad beetleborgs who had the jay leno looking ghost who was like their zordon was that was that big bad beetleborgs that had that i'm i'm guessing i I'm, think it I'm was scrolling through here and being amazed that we did not mention hercules or xena i you know i thought about them and i don't know why i didn't actually say them out loud until just it now. was something that was like there in the 90s that i ever really watch it I never, I think I could probably count on one hand the number of episodes of Xena and Hercules combined that I watched. Well, that young Hercules listed as like one of the Saturday. Sorbo. Yeah. Uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs. I'm, I'm guessing there's no pictures here, but this is another show I felt like I like saw one or two episodes of. And like if I watched it now, I'd be like, what the heck? I like when people uh, they'll they'll take a modern show like they'll take Game of Thrones and they'll edit it in the they'll, they'll edit an intro in the style of Xena or or, Hercule, or Hercules <laughs> and it's hilarious because it fits so perfectly it's like yes that is straight up like that's how it would be if this show was on in the nineties. So you're saying that that your forgotten ones are like I'm gonna say those the all those kind of Power Rangers uh, knockoffs and there's one and it's like teenage something from Beverly Hills please find that. Oh my god. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they you know how I know this reference? Dragon Ball Z Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like teenage, alien teenage fighters from Beverly Hills or something like that. Oh my gosh. Why'd you have to say it now? I gotta find it. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually watched an episode, but I do remember seeing the name and going, what? What the heck is that? Um, uh, as I'm scrolling, there is um, Magic School Bus, which I always love teenage. Watching. It's just teenage aliens from Beverly Hills. Okay. And yes, Magic. Can I tell you a Magic School Bus story? Yes, because you know the the books were out for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. I and have a few somewhere in first grade, we were we had to like draw a picture and kind of write like a little 
I don't want to say story, but like a it's it was. Do you remember in elementary school there were those sheets of paper and they like the top would be just blank and then the bottom would be lined and you could like write on yeah, the lines yeah, and yeah, the top yeah. you could draw a picture. So we we had an assignment and it was if you could take the magic school bus anywhere, where where would you go? And people were like, oh, I would go to the jungle. I'd go to the moon. I'd go back in time. You know where I said I would go? Springfield. And I drew a picture of me uh, on the magic school bus, and Bart was outside on a skateboard, and I, it was landing, and we were in Bart, and I said, Bart Simpson and I are going to play Ninja Turtles. And someone goes, Bart Simpson doesn't play with Ninja Turtles, and I go, well, you don't know that. I, I like to imagine that that kid was comic book guy in human form. <laughs> it does not make any sense. Um, so my forgotten show from the 90s played Sarah. into something you said earlier. Duckman? Uh, no, um, <laughs> Animaniacs. Not Animaniacs, though. Something that sprang from Animaniacs. Pinky in the brain? Was I feel more well-known than the amazing show called Freakazoid. Oh, my gosh! Which I do want to do a full episode on one yes. day because I know Movie Bob has had an t- entire tirade on the <laughs> internet if you watch him or listen to him, but I agree with him 100%, so yes, I am re-saying this. That show predicted the future. It did. It did. Because what is Freakazoid? He downloads the entire internet. And then instead of being a hero, he is just a human meme. And that is what I think would happen if you download the entire internet (laughs) minus all the porn. You would just be a living meme. Dexter Douglas. Nerd Nerd computer ace. Was surfing on the internet internet. and got sucked into cyberspace. He turned into and the Cosgrove. Oh my, oh my gosh. God. Cosgrove <laughs> is free. Ed, Ed Asner is Cosgrove. I just remember there was one, there was a fight scene, and Cosgrove is like, this might be kind of violent. You might want to go get an orange. What do you say? You might want to go get a glass of milk or an orange. And he just like blocks the fight. <laughs> it's like going on behind him, and he just, but, but he was so specific by saying you should have a glass of milk or an orange. It wasn't just like go grab a snack. He was so specific. And I remember watching it with my dad, and both of us were in tears. Just it just both it just hits both immediately, like in the perfect way. I, I will so admit, Pink, Pinky in the Brain is really good too. Um, I, I loved all of that aspect of that, and. Um, I, I just, Freak Story is just one of those shows, like, it was so dumb. It was so dumb, and now I go back and I, I like, have, like, all the episodes, and I watch <laughs> some of them, and I'm like, this was so ahead of its time. It was. I understand it was why it so got canceled. so ahead of its time. Because no one understood, but now, with the, with the power of hindsight, this this show was genius. So, so yeah, so so that's, I guess, um, the, the show's... I'm changing my, <laughs> changing my obscure show answer. <laughs> to Freakazoid? No. Well, okay. And I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner. Because, okay, because the other shows I didn't watch, this is just to remember it, so this is a show I actually watched that was forgotten. Yeah. Oddville MTV. Oddville. So in the, this was like 97-ish it was on. 90, for every reason, 1997, I remember, is the year that I discovered MTV. Like, and I was in that age. I was, like, 13. I'm going to be And it was a show. It was kind of like a variety show, and it had, like, this nerdy guy as the host. Oh. His sidekick was this guy who did not speak, and he had, like, a bowl cut. And then there was this really attractive God, woman who was, like, the announcer. Cut. And then he would have, like, two to three guests on, and they would do weird things. Like, I remember there was a... A guy who came on and he would like he would put a whole condom on his head and he would like blow into it and it would just like inflate. Then he would have like the next guest would be like a Japanese pop group. 
Um, and they would always do these things to the one guy who couldn't talk, and they would try to get him to. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even emote. But they, there was there were a couple guests you could tell he was fighting with every ounce of his being not to change his emotion or laugh or whatever. So uh, that was a show, what and actually, is this show it is the weirdest, and it like, didn't air that long. But I just remember watching it the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year, and thinking it was like the greatest thing ever. Okay, I'm gonna look up something. Um... Because now you've got me thinking of MTV shows, which I guess is the tail end of um, the 90s and everything. Not going to bring up Jackass, because I'm pretty sure that was too... I think that... Uh, it was actually, just... here, it came up with 90 shows, so... Was it like 99? Might have been like 98 or 99. Uh, franchise... Like... 2000. Yeah, it was Okay, okay. can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Off um, limits. Off limits. Um, but you know what we can't talk about? Tom Green. Uh, Daria. Daria. Beavis uh, and Butthead. Um, you know a show that came back, and I wish it didn't, because I feel like its original run was so much better. Celebrity Deathmatch? Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> well, I know what you're going to say. I love Celebrity Deathmatch. And you know the thing? I want to watch all those again, because I'm like, I did not get probably half of the, like, humor right. of actors and right. stuff. So that was, like, something I felt like I lost a lot on. But that is the tail end of... Our adult, not I, I guess, are more matured into the nineties. Yeah, I, I, there, and that because when I that summer of ninety seven when I really discovered it, that's what the same summer that I really discovered Comedy Central, and that's the summer that South Park premiered. Yep, uh, I remember watching a ton of Win Ben Stein's Money uh, with a very, very young um, uh, Ben Stein. Uh, no, well, yes, <laughs> that too, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I was going to say Adam oh Kroll, but that was for no. They, they, was, they had the Man Show. Show, which came, which was I think two thousands before it started. So maybe it might have been like if it was nineties, it was like ninety nine. But I think it was like two thousand, maybe. What the Man Show? Yeah, ninety nine. Was it ninety nine? Ninety nine. We can talk about it. Ziggy Ziggy Oi. God, ninety nine to ninety. I mean, two thousand four. Ugh. Yeah, just barely in 99. God. Yeah. Um, you Okay, so really funny. I'm going to talk about this real quick because the 90s did have the premiere of um, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And old Comedy Central was a very weird thing. It was so, so weird. And then South Park came along. And it was still a weird thing with this. It was this weird channel that still aired South Park. It just had like a ton of random stuff on it. South Park really was. I mean, you can really look at Comedy Central as before South Park and after South Park. The only other show that that's still on that was pre South Park was The Daily Show. Uh, I've brought. You wonder the launch day of Comedy Central. This is really odd. Take take take, take a guess. Because see, I've read this history before. Because it was like different channels uh is, is it gonna be like 87 or something like that before it became whatever when it was launched as comedy central by the viacom network it was april 1st uh, <laughs> of what 91 a, what a fitting what a fitting date weird um do you, so there was another show that came on uh i know we're getting hung up on these shows but then oh, of yeah, course we we, we, we the, the the avalanche has started it was on Comedy Central, and it had a young Michael Ian Black. Uh, Viva Variety. Oh my gosh, Michael Ian Black. He's, he's just that weird guy that's on all those variety shows at yeah. a certain point. So, so the whole thing was it was it was these three uh, people who hosted it who were from like a they were from a fictional I can't remember if it was fictional or real Eastern European country, and Michael Ian Black played a character called Johnny Blue Jeans, 
and they did these random sketches. I remember, <laughs> I remember they were, I don't remember the, the, the it was like a, a little segment they did, but it was something where they were like, we should, they were talking about new currency and they go, he goes, we should make a $69 bill. <laughs> and my dad laughed and I go, what does that mean? And he goes, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Um, so we are not mentioning one show. I, I did notice that that did technically premiere in the nineties. The critics. <laughs> God, the critic. That's another show I've gone back and watched in my like adult years and been like, like I am so. I wish I was more in touch with like, I guess, pa- paparazzi news of like stuff time. because there's a lot of <laughs> random, really dumb jokes in there about like celebrities and stuff that i'm like wow i would never have gotten any of this as a kid and this was not meant for kids right but what was meant for kids dragon ball z oh my gosh yes but i figured since we did when since we've already done i think one episode discussing it and dragon ball z is such a weird one because it started in the 80s and in ended in, the, and it, and it, and it right in japan it started in the 80s and then it ended in the early 90s 96 and then that was about the time it started coming to the U.S. in, like, random, like, on TV. Like, I think there were some VHS uh, weird According dubs. to this, according to this, Cartoon Network Toonami aired it from 98 to 2003. I remember watching the first episode of Dragon Ball Z when it premiered on Toonami. Like, I'd seen random episodes. I think I've, I talked about this on other ones where I with my grandma, who had sci-fi, when that was still, like, a premium yeah. channel at the time, when we would go to visit her... I would get up early on Saturdays because they would have an anime block. And I remember I would watch. I watched like five episodes. And because I was a fan of Proto Trigger, uh, that was that I was like, oh, this is that same guy who does that. And then, yes, that's. Yeah. So I. Oh, and then GT ran from 96. No one cares. Yeah, we, don't care. Um, <laughs> we don't care about GT. Um, no, I mean, that, that, that one is something that I think like we can all say shaped us. And I mean, I think that, that, that an anime discussion would be better for this. Cause there's stuff like we can go on like, like Gundam wing Zords. Yeah. Zords, right? No, uh, Zoids because Zords. Zords were from Ninja Turtles or right. no, I mean Power Rangers. That Power was their Rangers. robots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I'm getting my superhero so teams many. mixed up. Uh, Out, outlaw stars one that I, Ooh, I love. Yeah. I think that it, Riku, I know knows what I'm talking yeah, about. But... I remember watching some outlaw stars. See, and that's the funny thing. Everyone's like, why don't you like cowboy bebop? And I'm like, cause I watched outlaw star first. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, it, they're, they're very similar to each other. Right. So, um, to move on before we just keep reminiscing. <laughs> we're just going to name every show that cool. ever aired in the 90s. Let's move on to movies real uh, I quick. I like this. So, what, in your opinion, is the most 90s movie? Jurassic Park. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I remember on a hot June day, sitting in the very cold movie theater, and watching that movie and just completely being in awe. Like, that is still a memory that is ingrained. Like, I can clear as day. Not only can I see it, but I remember afterwards being super excited. And my dad and I went to McDonald's. And I got, they they were doing a cross promotion with him. And I got, if you got a large drink, it was like a special Jurassic Jeez, Park one. And mine was uh, Nedry being attacked by the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I had that cup for years and I think it, it broke or something like that. I, I don't disagree with you on Jurassic Park. I, I love that movie. Love What's Spielberg. your choice? Um, and I, I I will say this. Jurassic Park for me is a movie that, even though it is almost 30 years old, it's it's getting close now. I mean, in, in 2023, it, it's, it'll, be, it'll be 30. 
I feel like that movie, the level of, um, I know that it was animatronics, I know that it was some computer stuff, I feel like that movie has aged better than a lot of its contemporaries, and it is amazing. Absolutely. I saw it when they did the re-release back in... Um, oh, I was on Blu-ray somewhere. Back in <laughs> back in 2013, they did a 20-year... Um, like, they did it in 3D. Yeah. And I, and I went to go see it, and not only did they make the 3D look... For a movie that was not shot in 3D, that's one of the better 3D movies I've seen... Um, but it still, it stood up, like, I, I watch it all the time, I mean, it's one, every time I see it on TV, I'll just throw it on the background, but when I saw that on the big screen again, just, you know, a few years ago, I was like, this movie really stood up well. Mm-hmm. It, it has, it's, uh, not, yeah, 93, wow, that's so weird, because I'm like, I remember commercials for that, and stuff, like, it's weird to think back that far. Um, for me, I'm going to say this, and it's just because I have just memories of it. It's not something I would rewatch or anything. I know it's on um, HBO right now. The Mighty Ducks movies. Because oh. I feel like those are, like, just so yes. encompassed as, like, <laughs> you could not. I don't think you could make those again. The 90s were such a, like, and I've said on here before, I'm not a sports fan, but I love the sports, the family slash kids sports movies of the nineties. Big Green, Big Green, Big Green, and I, Angels I in the Outfield, it. and um, uh, Little Giants, and I, we could just would sit you count there and, Air Bud? I would count Air Bud, sure. I don't want to count Air Bud. <laughs> I so there was there's actually if you go to funnierdie.com, they did like a short mockumentary, and it was like talking about it was as if all of these weird sports movies took place uh, in the same universe. They're like, the 90s were a weird time in sports. Uh, they brought up like Rookie of the Year. They're like, there was a 10-year-old who pitched for the Cubs. <laughs> there, were the, there, was this, there was this youth hockey team that kept making like international news. There were, hell, even angels were coming down and helping the, the Los Angeles. It was weird. There was a dog that was playing basketball. Um, and you want to know something? That, that led to something that I, that I love in my adult life. Basketball. <laughs> yes. I that was such like... a bad movie, but oh. God, it's so good. So good. This, I think this is the Hidden South Park episode. It is. Um, no, for, for me, it is Mighty Ducks. I remember watching that a lot as a kid, and it's something that I'm like, I feel like once the 90s ended, you could not watch that movie. Those movies are like, nope. Right. Don't watch them anymore. I, I call those movies sleepover movies because I feel like every time yeah. I or my friends had sleepovers one of those movies was usually at least one of the movies. Like we, I feel like we would watch one of those and then we'd watch something like scarier or something like Terminator or RoboCop or something like that afterwards. So you, okay. Just to test your knowledge, there was the Mighty Ducks movie. Do mm. you remember the TV counterpart to it? I just remember there was like it was like they were it was animated and they were actually ducks. Yep, and they were like superheroes yep. as well. But I don't remember actually watching the show. Oh God! I hope this isn't true. Okay, um, I'm not going to click on any of these stories. I'm just looking at. Oh, this. I think I know where you're going with this. Where, where am I going with this? Is this the kid who was in Mighty Ducks no, who no, was arrested no, 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 no. and was like dead? Um, a Mighty Ducks reboot is coming to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Why? Um, I just said... A this movie is a... or a series or what? Do they go on? I, I'm, I don't want to click on anything because I'm going to start reading it and it's going to make me violently angry. Um, <laughs> you start vomiting into the microphone. I'll just do the score. All right. Um... 
Oh, wow, it's got a ton of the actors all grown up in the uniforms, apparently. That's weird. Um, the Mighty Ducks reboot is reportedly moving forward. A, seri- a series based on the 90s hockey movie franchise is coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm okay with it if it's set in the same universe. If it's like them as, kid, as adults oh, coaching a team. Is that what it is? That would be cool. That would be cool. I, I, I would definitely... That's where I always think of... That's for me what I always determine is the difference between a reboot, a reboot and a remake. Yeah. Reboot, I feel like, is sort of like... It's like we're kind of telling the story, but it's in the same universe. Or like maybe many years have passed, whereas like a remake is just a straight up remake. Oh my god. Okay, I, I've always heard this, but yes, uh, Disney did pay to launch the team back in 93. Right, I remember I remember when they became a team, and I remember when I was like, wait, they're actually going to be a legit professional hockey team? What? Uh, Disney sold the team in 2005. The team dropped the name Mighty before be just becoming known as the Ducks. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so, so, that, so there's mine um, for just obscure... Movie. Do you, do you want to do Forgotten 90s movie? Yeah, we can do that. I, I don't, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'm going to look up one real quick. Okay, so, so I'm going to talk, and the, I don't know if the, how, how forgotten, but ones that maybe aren't quite as, as talked about are the Ernest movies. <laughs> Particularly Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, shout out to my best friend, who's also named Eric. Uh, at his eighth birthday party, I remember, and his birthday's in fall, and I remember us watching... Being in his basement and watching Ernest Scared Stupid and one of the kids who was there was either scared or he wasn't allowed to watch it. One or the other. But I distinctly remember being in the basement and us drinking soda and eating cake and watching Ernest Scared Stupid and him looking for Miak. Miak. Yeah, Miak. You have not seen Ernest Scared no, Stupid, I have, not. have you? You okay? We need to stop recording right now, and you need to watch <sighs> Ernest Scared Stupid. No, I'm, I'm okay. We're back now. <laughs> I'm trying to look up mine, and I have um, bunted twice on on mine to get movies that are actually in the 2000s. Ah, um, and they are Titan AE. Yeah, I never and saw Titan Treasure AE. Planet. I still have not seen Treasure Planet. They're both fantastically good. Cause I always, cause I mean, Treasure Planet and Atlanta. Oh, I know the other one. Oh man, Atlantis, oh, which are the two like kind of like sci-fi-ish Disney animated movies, which I look really cool, but I've never actually seen. But Atlantis I guess when Disney real. Plus comes out, I'll be able to check them out. Atlantis is real good. Like Atlantis is one of my favorites, but I can't. Oh man, forgotten '90s movies. I'm trying to think of some other ones too. You know, I'm just gonna. Go. <laughs> You know what? I'm just gonna go Treasure Planet and take the um, failure of thinking it was a different time. <sighs> Look at this guy right here, folks. He's just he's. But you know what? It's fine because it's early 2000s. It, oh, man, I just feel like I feel like there's one I'm gonna think of later. I'm gonna be like, why didn't I say that one out loud? Right. Also, if you want to make a remake of the Ernest movies, get John. Um. Uh. Oh my gosh, I just got his name. Uh, John Cena. There we go. He's starting to look like Ernest now. <laughs> Okay, now I've never thought of that before, but now that you say that, I guess I can in the face a little. It's the nose. His nose makes him look like uh, Jim Varney. Cena. It's 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 more recent ones though. Um... But if you want to talk, okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. Oh gosh. Here we go. All right. Ready. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you oh you see it now. Oh my gosh. I, jeez. I cannot see that, folks. That's real. That is real. Here's the thing, though. John Cena is such a cool guy. He probably would own it if he's not already owned it. And yeah. would go, would totally go for it. Um, kind of talking movies, though. Like, this is kind of going the opposite direction. Uh, someone posted earlier, and I've, I've heard this mentioned, and it's really true. 1999 could possibly be one of the best years of movies of all time. It had so many good movies released that year. Um, the Matrix and oh. American Beauty and um uh shoot i was out of the sixth sense um the list just goes on like it uh fight club so many where which project yes thank you yes you found the list it is like it is really like there's there's just so there was so many good movies and the south park movie (laughs) uh, personal favorite phantom menace tarzan uh the mummy notting hill the world's not enough there you go bond movie uh austin powers the spy who shagged me I mean, it, 1999, last year of the 90s, that was a darn good year for movies. Toy Story 2, uh, American Beauty, you already mentioned that. Um, God, Varsity Blues. She's all that. And a wow! Blast from the Past. Yeah, that had Brendan Fraser in it. It was like one of his last movies before he fell off the map for a while. For, for, oh, <laughs> for when you said Blast from the Past, I thought you were just saying that as an exclamation of all these movies. And then I was like, oh, yes, actually Blast from the Past. <laughs> um, a movie I had to watch several times in school, uh, October Sky. Yep. Uh, there's one. Uh, Office Space. Wow. Analyze this. Cruel Intention. Lock, Sock, and Two Smoke and Barrel. You were not Right? Kidding. I'm not lying. Like, that's not an exaggeration. Um, I want to give a shout out to my, my friend Steve from college who who was posting about this earlier just today and it made me remember how good he, he was posting about it and i was like oh yeah you know what that was a good year and i should i should take a quick uh a quick gander and keep this in mind for tonight so so steve spazato if you're out there listening to me thank you for uh reminding me of what a fantastic oh, year in cinema that oh, was oh wild wild west went up against south park by the way i so okay same day so uh, yes Big, okay Big Daddy I, I, was right before that i have a story but i have a story about that so <laughs> I the very the movie theater that's in our city that we live in right now it had just opened in 1999 and the very first movie that I was going to go see I almost wanted to go see Wild Wild West because South Park had kind of like this is about two years since it's been out and it had kind of like it kind of like wavered and I was like I don't know if I want to go see the South Park movie but then like I started reading reviews and in the newspaper before Rotten Tomatoes was a thing and it was like Wild Wild West sucks and then it was like <laughs> and then it was like the South Park movie is actually really funny so my dad took me and two of my friends to the theater very first movie I ever saw in our theater that I've been to God knows how many times and I saw that movie and it is one of my favorite times because the woman when they started singing Uncle Pooper I won't I won't say the full thing for the for the young Young, younger listeners uh, didn't realize it wasn't a kids movie and is walking out with her hands over her her kids ears. Oh my god! It was awesome. What's your movie? Um, two two more. I just want to mention real quick and just standouts of the '99 that I've been seeing going through here. Pokemon, the first movie. Yep. Uh, Dogma, also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dogma. Um, Green Mile. Wow, you are not I kidding. I was not. I'm not exaggerating. Galaxy it's, Quest. It's quite possibly one of the best, if not the best, years of, of cinema, period. Dang. That is a hard year to go up with. Um, but my forgotten movie, I will say, after going through this list, Mystery Men. 
Oh, I feel like that one. is that has kind of in in an age of superhero movies. That was a movie that that came out way before its time. Also had a great cast of people: Hank Azaria, um, um, Eddie, um, Ben. Sorry, Ben Stiller. Like it had, it had some William great H. Macy, Jimmy yeah. Garofalo. Yep. Wasn't Greg Kinnear the? Was it Greg Kinnear who played the one like legit superhero who got killed? Think, yep. Is it Greg Kinnear? Yep. Yep. There we go. Greg Kinnear. Oh, Deep Blue Sea, another one. That was in there. Like plastic. God dang, you were Muppets from Space? <laughs> I don't know about that one. But... <laughs> okay. If I don't know about that, I mean you mean the best movie that came out that year. Oh, American Pie. Wow. What a year. What a year to close out the nineties. A glad... story. I was gonna say if if there had to be a year. Of awesome movies. I'm glad it was the last one to just kind of be the crown on the best decade ever. All right, so I'm going to do a few. We're going to save video games for the last. Sounds good because I feel like as much as, much as we've been talking, I feel like we're going to yeah. go on for a long time with um, food and drink, like essential '90s food and drink. Okay, so because you said you had an entire meal when I brought this yes. up. Yes. All right, so to start, we have a choice of beverages. We have okay. uh, a nice green bottle of Surge. Oh man. Which was Coke's which answer, back. which did come back temporarily. Yeah. Even though even though Coke's answer to Mountain Dew was is it wasn't still as mellow yellow. No one drinks it. No <laughs> one drinks it, but apparently enough do because they still made it all these years. But I feel like Surge, it's one of those you can't find though. Half the it's time. weird. Like I still, but it, I I feel like I see it a lot in fountain drinks. I feel yes. like they make it because restaurants that have a deal with coke need to have their mountain dew for people who want that so yeah. they drink mellow yellow but surge is like this neon green if you if you never saw it, it was neon green and it was you had too much it was caffeine. A, it was it did have a lot of caffeine and it was a little more sour i would yeah. say than mountain dew mountain dew is a little sweeter this was don't get me wrong this was very sweet uh and actually my very first major league baseball game i ever went to was a uh atlanta braves baseball game in 2000 so i just barely missed the 90s but I got a 64 ounce surge, <laughs> and uh, I peed. Like I had to have peed two dozen times. Then, like there was no way my body should have had that much liquid, much less that much sugary caffeinated liquid. And my body was just peeing like constantly. Like you, why, why purge the toxins? Um, our second choice of beverage is a nice crystal clear Pepsi. Ah, very nice, very so- soda oriented for yours. And then something from our obscure cellar. A nice bottle. I'm actually doing these hand motions, and I don't know why, but <laughs> like, like hey, I'm some sort of server. I, I can. You, you get the I thing. still can't see them because of the laptop. So it's like <laughs> I just see your hands barely coming <laughs> up over. And finally, from our from our vintage uh, obscure cellar, a bottle of Josta from Pepsi. Uh that that's a good one. Um, remember the okay? This is really obscure. It's like the Zorbs. Yes, our uh, orbs. Just orbs. The ones orbs. That orbs. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, was the, it was the drink that had a little like pellets in it or yes something. I, don't, I don't know what they were but i remember when i first saw it i was like mom i want this she's like i don't know what's in here i don't want to get it for you i'm afraid you'll choke on them <laughs> uh yeah though so i never had orbs but i remember always seeing the only place i ever saw it was 7-eleven i don't line. know if it was a 7-eleven exclusive but uh i just remember always seeing it there but i was like i want to get a slurpee not not that but uh, Josta was was a was a sort of precursor. To, it was a kind of a midway between a soda and an energy drink, and this is before oh, the yeah. Red Bull craze. And so the the label had like a black 
panther kind of crouched down on it and <laughs> the caps were black it, this was an era when like every soda cap was white yeah and this one was black and it had like a drawing of a panther's head on it and i thought it was the coolest thing and so i kept like i actually had a jar where i kept every josta cap uh, but it had a kind of a weird. It had guarana in it, which is like an herb. Uh, has and it kind of has similar effects to caffeine, or maybe it has caffeine. I don't know. Um, but it had a very unique taste to it, and it wasn't quite like it wasn't quite cola. It was kind of mildly fruity, but also mildly on like cola e, like Dr Pepper. This almost. is the most '90s thing I've ever looked at. What Josta? Yeah, I'm looking at it right looking now. Look at the cap. It's so, and I, I, I loved Josta. Josta was probably my favorite, even a, a more than the Crystal Pepsi or okay. the Surge. I really should connect this to theirs. So I can pull <laughs> stuff up, but um, but hey, I found a picture of you from the '90s with your <laughs> Josta collection. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> that is that is me with my Josta. Um, and, but it was but, oh my gosh, for, it was for so people good. listening. It's a guy sitting there with a fridge open full of Josta. Just full of it. <laughs> Oh man, that that is. Oh, and there's somebody with surge too. I. Oh man, they're going through Jolt Cola, Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi did have that comeback thing. It, it just, did. It's just like surge. It had like I remember I bought a couple bottles and not liking it as much as I did. Because I'm more because now I'm just like if I drink a soda, it's gonna be a ginger ale or a coke, and that's it. And I'm like not a big Pepsi fan unless I'm in the mood. I I just was like I I never remembered it from then. I remember the blue pe- Pepsi blue. Yeah. But that's two thousand. Yeah, so was talk early two thousands. Yeah. Um, no, for for me it was the 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 the, the Zorb orbs. Yeah. And it's it's only out of memory of seeing it and being like, wow, this is so cool. And yep. then like, once I got older, it vanished from like the universe. I know there was some story about like them coming back or something but whenever buzzfeed does one of their once a day like yeah. here's the thing you remember from the 90s and it's the same article over and over but like <laughs> slightly tweaked uh it always has that same picture of, of orbs yep yep um so food okay 90s so. food and in minds of cheeks it's going to be a, a restaurant food go for it i mean i mean some, something from um a fast food Pizza place, which is also my restaurant from because I think it's gonna be one of my foods. But go on, uh, the Bigfoot Bigfoot pizza, pizza, yes, the Bigfoot pizza, big ass square of pizza. Three, I think they actually said it was three square feet of pizza on the commercial. Such a weird time. Um, Also, book it. Oh yes, I have the. I I still have my pen where I got my free personal pan pizza. So are my pens? I should say because I did it every year. But so to explain that real quick, um, as a motivation for kids in the nineties. Uh, also, this might be why there's a obesity this is why we're fat. Absolutely, yeah, this might be why there's an obesity crisis in the U.S. Um, you were encouraged in in I believe it was elementary, yes, maybe middle school. I, I, I just remember from elementary. Uh, you were encouraged Pizza Hut once once again. That is my '90s restaurant yep. because I feel they're still around, but I feel like their heyday was the '90s. Um, also, kind of Chuck E. Cheese too. I only went to Chuck E. Cheese once. Huh? I only went to a Chuck E. Cheese once. I, I feel like that's the you know, that's the maximum amount of times you should go. Yeah. Um, as a kid or an adult, right? As an adult, you, you probably should. One lifetime <laughs> dose of Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but I remember, like, oh, sorry. Here was the thing with Book It. You were supposed to. You read a book. You did like a short essay or something, or you did like a short little thing. I don't even just, remember the essay. I, I, th- I, I just remember like, you finished the book. You got a sticker. Yeah, and then you got a sticker, and you could go to Pizza Hut. And if and you, you got, got five stickers, because there was like an outline on the on the button yeah and it had like a specific sticker and then once you did that you got the sticker on when you had all five or six or whatever it was you got a free personal pan pizza yep 
Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah, um, yeah no, the Bigfoot pizza, I just remember getting it, and it was awesome because I loved It was so novel, like, having the pizza cut into squares. Like, even though it's in elementary school, like, in the cafeteria, they serve no, they're, square they're, pizza. They're boat-shaped. But, do what? <laughs> the pizzas are boat-shaped. The French bread pizzas? Oh, no, like, in elementary school, I didn't have French bread pizza. Oh, man, I had I just fr- the square the square pizza. They had French bread pizza at our school, so it looked like a little boat. Oh, yeah, no, the, ours were just the flat square, but this was just, there was something novel because it was Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah. In that shape. So, what's your, um, I, I guess, can I, nah, the, the McRib, I feel, came later. Did it? No, McRib is definitely, McRib's from the 80s. Really? Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been around since the 80s, but it's definitely, it definitely was there in the 90s. Um, no, I, so, so another thing that I associate heavily with the 90s is Taco Bell. Um, I I kind of do too. I kind of do too. So up until I was in, I want to say, fifth grade, the closest Taco Bell was one one town over. So whenever we went there, I was like, Bob, can we please go to Taco Bell? And then when I was when I was in fifth or sixth grade, they opened one in my town. And it was awesome because it actually had this very 90s decor where the color scheme was it was basically charlotte hornets colors it had that teal and purple oh, and pink yeah and it was very it was the most 90s restaurant ever and so i just i had that ingrained and it was like my favorite place to, it was my favorite fast food place by far to go and i would always get two soft tacos and a crunchy taco and i guess i'd get a pepsi because they don't have coke wow okay so i just want to point this out real quick one i don't ever doubt your your beyond knowledge of um of just obscure stuff because i feel like what one, one of these nights we, we should go out and do like trivia night uh-huh so i feel like between me and you our yeah, obscure knowledge would, would destroy um mcrib debuted in the u.s in 1981 so i am a decade out yeah but it came from the same guy who invented the chicken nugget Ooh. The Chicken McNugget in 1979. He's a visionary. Apparently, also, the McRib Jr. was available for a brief time Ooh. in 2000, which was a... Um, was it like on a hamburger bun? It was on a roll with with a... It was on a roll with a standard hamburger bun. You know, I kind of... I've never had a McRib, but I vaguely, vaguely remember seeing an ad for... That for the 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 McRib Junior. Yep, I, I never knew about McRib Junior, and that's a weird weird moment in um <laughs> in Zygnus history of Zinger randomly looking weird up the McRib. Weird moments in Zygnus history. <laughs> so there's there's your short history on the McRib. Don't eat it. <laughs> it looks like it, I mean I've I've probably eaten more than I ever should have in my life, and that's I think the maximum intake is one. <laughs> and I've had too many of those. How do you get it? I, uh. Ooh. Um, so, so you said that that, that your essential t- Taco Bell is your restaurant. But you but. know what, though, I still gotta say it's probably McDonald's. Though I, it's a I def- like but it's a default. Gr- it's just a default restaurant for any time since it's been open. They they, they had the better toys back then. They did. They they had the better toys. Back I then. Happy Meals were awesome. Um, Do you remember the Transformer? Yep, the ones, and it was like the specifically branded at McDonald's where it looked like a burger or yep. a, McDug- a McNuggets thing or a milkshake. And it would, yes, I had several. Yeah. I, I don't think I had all of them, but I had several of them. So I, I guess for our younger listeners, back in the day, McDonald's used to put stuff in styrofoam. Everything was in styrofoam. Everything. And um, 
Yes, that. I guess this is a memory of why are we in our crisis today with right. <laughs> Thanks, McDonald's. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there were these little transformers that you could get, and they were like the McNuggets thing, and it, it was so cool. I wish I knew what happened to mine. Yeah, I mine are somewhere. I, I don't want to look in, it up. Probably my parents' attic, there where all my toys have been sitting dormant. But yeah, um, nine, the the '90s uh, McDonald's had some pretty cool toys. It had some very cool toys. And I feel um, I, I know that there was a deal with Star Wars and um, and Taco Bell because I feel like it was a combination of Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut because they're all owned by Pepsi. Interesting. And I remember when Episode One came out, they had those series of commercials where it was Colonel Sanders, the Taco Bell Chihuahua, and a Pizza Hut delivery woman, and they were like the three. They were like three. They were playing themselves, but they were like playing themselves like they're. <laughs> but they were like. It go, it, I'm trying to explain it. Like there was one where it was the Battle of Naboo, and yeah. the Taco Bell dog, like the Colonel Sanders, had a lightsaber. <laughs> I swear I didn't dream this. And then the pizza delivery woman had her had a laser gun, and then you see one of the tanks drive up. Not Naboo. Was it Naboo? I can't. I haven't seen episode one in forever. And then the Taco Bell dog pops out of the top and goes, "Hey guys, look what I found!" And it was like, "What?" It was awesome. I, I'm gonna take a moment to look this up now because um, I don't remember this, but I remember this because uh, we got Taco Bell in our town around the same like. It was during the re-releases of Star Wars. Okay, so ninety-seven. Yes, it was during them because they had the toys for it from yeah. then. And then they also had the toys when it became there. But yeah, that, that was something. And yes, they had the same color scheme yep. of that. So I, I I feel like it, yeah, that, I feel like that was a good time. Uh, meal, I guess. Because you, you said you had like an actual meal. Yeah, I was, I was saying that because I just kept thinking things. All right, so we're going to go to a side dish, which our side dish is going to be uh, Chester Cheetah's Paws Cheetos. Oh. And they were like Cheetos, but they were shaped like, Cat paws are still around. But are, are, are they? Yeah, I got some. What? I, I'm almost positive what? Target has them. Not, 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 not repping an ad for Target, but I'm almost positive Target has them. Oh my god! Because I feel I bought some for um, Liara, I and she ate like the entire bag of. I didn't need to go. So another one I'm going to throw out is there are these ships called they were called O Boises, and they were sort of they were potato chips, but they were kind of. So if you go to a Chinese restaurant and they have those puffed rice crackers, it was kind of like those, but made of potato. And like Boise, Idaho, it was Oh Boise. And uh, I remember they had a delightful airy crunch and they were awesome. So those are our side dishes. <laughs> also, any sort of salad with uh, Hidden Valley Ranch. I feel like Hidden Valley Ranch became, even though it was around much before the 90s, I feel like I, rem I associate that with salads from the 90s. I hate ranch dressing, but for whatever reason, I associate that with uh Sorry, with I'm 90s. being amazed because I found this commercial. Which one? The, the Taco Bell yes, one? Yes, I found the it. Pepsico? Good. I found Good. it. Good. Um, he ran, why, why does he have a lightsaber? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. I, I found... Yes, they're, they're, I didn't doubt you once again. I just was like, I need to see this. <laughs> and I was not disappointed. Um, and then for dessert... So we already went dinner because it's going to be a Bigfoot pizza yeah. with some Taco Bell tacos. Uh, but dessert is going to be a Hostess Turtles pie. Oh. Do you remember those? Yeah. And it was like, it, so you can still buy Hostess fruit pies and it's like a fried doughy thing with like some goo in the middle. 
but the turtle pie was one of those, and it had um, so it had vanilla pudding custard in the middle. It was regular vanilla pudding inside that shell, but it had a green glaze. Like think about those. Uh, think about like Hostess donuts where they have that thick, kind of whitish, clearish glaze. Yeah. on it. it was like that, but green. Um, they were delicious, and they came with a free trading card, I believe. Man, I just thought of mine as a delicious, I mean, as a dessert, and um, once again, I am incorrect about when it was debuted. Choco Taco. Oh, the Choco Taco is awesome. Uh, 84. But I remember one of the summer camps I went to, that was like the item they always had. Yeah. So that would be mine, even though it's not. And you can, I mean, you can still get Choco Tacos. Today. Oh, no, you yeah, can. Yeah, they're you great. Can. I haven't had one in forever, but it's sort of like uh, Nutty Buddies. It's like the same thing. It's like ice yeah. cream cone, ice chocolate, ice cream, but. In taco form, yeah, it's, it's delicious. And nuts. I feel, I feel like they had um, they have a chocolate choco taco now. Yes, they do. They, they do. do. Oh man. Oh wait, it says yeah, they do. Um, oh man, my 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 have to do some eating after this. <laughs> I know I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I am getting hungry. Getting so let's move hungry. on from food to, um, so we've done that, done that. Uh, toys. Toy. Oh my gosh. So I this mean, is, this 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 one could take a little bit. So I guess. All right, so I've kind of got two answers. One is the more action figure one, and that's Ninja Turtles. Duh. Uh, Ninja Turtles, I had I, I, more than... X-Men, too. X-Men and Spider-Man, for me, were the See, for me, it was like... I mean, I had a few other, I mean, I had a few superhero toys. I had a few G.I. Joes. I had a few Transformers. But Ninja Turtles were the thing mm-hmm. I collected. I have a ton of them. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is, even though they've been around for many decades, for me, Legos. For a 90s thing. Le- Le- Legos. Le- I was so big into Legos because I um, I remember I had them when I was younger, but I one time I remember going to KB Toys, rest in peace. Dated reference. Um, I wanted to get a Ninja Turtle with some birthday money, and there weren't any. Like I, I had everything they had, so I was like, oh, I'm going to look at these Lego sets. And it was one of the space sets, and it was M. See, in the '90s, when Legos were awesome because they had like the teams, like all the different yeah. themes had the different like teams and stuff. Whereas now it's all licensed stuff. But in space, there was Mtron, and all the sets had magnets, and you could like pick things up. And there was like a little like I think it's called like the beacon something or other, and it was just this little like dune buggy thing. And I got it, and that just for from when I was like first grade through like fifth or sixth grade, like that was. The majority of my allowance and birthday money went towards that. So I found my obscure toy. All right, what's that? Mighty Max. Mighty Max, Mighty Max. Yes. Uh, basically, Polly Pocket, but, but for boys. If you don't know what Polly Pocket is, Polly Pocket's so small, you can take her anywhere. It was like these little tiny, like, collapsible, I'm, once again, I'm doing hand motions now, <laughs> little collapsible things, if you opened them up, they were like a little base or yeah. something. And they had a TV show, too. Tim Curry did a voice in it. Yep. Tim so, Curry, <laughs> 90s cartoons there. It's like love and marriage. Uh, yeah. It's like so, peanut butter and jelly. So, um, no, I just I thought of that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. No, it was super cool because, I mean, like any of the toys, like you had the toys. They maybe came with like an item or like a weapon or something like that. Yeah. But if you wanted a play set, that was always a big thing that was sold separately. Mm-hmm. But with Mighty Max and Polly Pocket... They were. It was both in one. Like the 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 toys were just teeny tiny. They were about an inch tall, and then the playset was about. I'm looking at like the mic, the windscreen, but I mean it was probably about the size of like a CD. Yep. And you know yep. probably what two or three inches thick, and you would fold open. So you had a playset and toy. That was God. that was the toy. Like it was really cool. 
I had a couple. I think I had one or two Mighty Mighty Maxes. Um, they had some Godzilla themed Mighty Max. Like it wasn't Mighty Max itself, but like they make Godzilla Mighty Max esque toys where it was like it would look like Godzilla's head, and you'd open it up, and it was a city. And then it would have like Godzilla and Mothra, and you could like yeah. destroy the buildings and stuff like that. I will say this one also, uh, Star Wars, for me was a really big thing. Yeah. Like I have I actually have some of mine in the basement, like the Millennium Falcon stuff like that. But the the ones where it was like similar sized, right? Them, yes. Those. And then you had yep. like the ships and stuff. Yeah, those, those are some I was. I had on. one set of those where it was just it would be remember it would be the characters' heads. Yeah. And you could open it up. And I, I just remember getting the one that had Boba Fett. And, like, the head is about the size of, like, a half dollar. Yeah. We would open it up, and it was Boba Fett. And I think it had, like, uh, the the Sarlacc pit in the background or something like that. So, um, yes, very cool. I had those. God, now, now I'm just going to sit here and look at Mighty Max stuff. Um, I had, so one thing, and so I, I had a couple things from it. But this is more of a store. But remember in malls in the 90s, and there were several ver- several names but it was like the science store or like the imaginarium where it was like, it was just filled with like educational quote unquote toys. toys. And it had like the thing where it's like the pins where you stick your hand in it and it'll make the, the outline yeah. of it. It would have those yeah. and like science experiments <laughs> and like planet, pet planet glow in the dark stickers you could stick on your wall and books and stuff. That is such a 90s store. And I had so many cool, like every time we go to a mall that had one, I was like, we got, we'd be like, we got to go in. And I'd always get some sort of like a dinosaur toy or something like that, yeah. which I also had tons of. I, that's one thing. It's more, it's not even a brand. It's just dinosaurs. I had so many dinosaur toys. And in the 90s, I just had this massive bunch. And then it kind of expanded to like dinosaurs and dragons and stuff. And then we, my, my sister and I, and then if we had friends over, like we would we would go through the, my collection and we would each like, we'd do like a draft and we would each pick our own and then we would have battles with them to see who would win. It was awesome. Very um, 90s. Another very 90s thing. I'm just going to say this one real quick. Walking with Dinosaurs. The BBC documentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually have that on DVD because um, I love that series. Also, Liara loves dinosaurs, so no. turning it on is like a simple, like, she's going to be happy for a little bit. But, yeah, I, I just, like, I know that was 90s. I know it was. That was, like, once again, dinosaurs were big in the 90s. Do you, Thanks, remember, do you remember Dinotopia? Uh, yes! And yes, it was, I do. I, was that 80s? I know, I remember them from the 90s, but it might have been 80s, but it was, like, a series of books where dinosaurs and humans lived together. They did a show. And they did it, right, and it wasn't it not that good? Wasn't it kind of crappy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's one of those, oh, I'll watch it later. Yeah. Why isn't it on anymore? Um, so I instantly got the show. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the book right there. Um, 92. Yeah, so it was. So, yes, uh, we can talk about 90s, it. It was 90s, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I don't remember much about them, but I just remember thinking it was, like, really cool that uh, it's basically like paintings of like dinosaurs and people together, kind of like Dino Riders, if you remember from the yes. '80s, which yep. is an, which is if you want my top '80s forgotten show, <laughs> that is it. Nice. Bring it back. It's dinosaurs with guns on them. Nice. Just gonna leave that there. Man, I love some Dino Riders. That's I awesome. do too. I wish I kept all the toys. But I think that was one where I had like one. I had like one action figure from it. I had a few from that. Yeah, I think it's because my brother was—I can't remember—he'll he'll correct me. But Transformers and that stuff was something he got me into. All right, so video games and consoles from the '90s. In your opinion, what is the most '90s game? And I know we're gonna have two different answers on this. Gosh, the most '90s game. Oh my god! Now this this is a hard one. 
I would say like Majora's Mask or something like that, but that's been remade. That's something that I feel is care that that game, since it's the greatest game of all time, transcends time and space. I mean, I'm gonna have to go Mario 64 or Mario Mario's 64. or Super Mario World. Both of those were so revolutionary for what they did. Just I I feel like either of those are because they both were released in the 90s. So I feel like that either of them, but I can't decide which one is which from a personal standpoint i think i like super mario world just slightly or i think it's the slightly better one but i still really like super mario 64 because of what it did for 3d gaming i mean there were 3d games before that but it really was the gold standard it kind of galvanized what it is to be a 3d game and not pokemon pokemon's not 3d no i meant pokemon is in like not not your pick for 90s game no because it's transcended since then. It's right. continued on. Um, mine has continued on and very, very narrowly edges into here. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, good choice. Because I feel like that is like uber 90s, even though it's like early 2000s. Technically, The game did come out in 99, September right. of 99. So I got that good. Yeah, yeah, you beat it by a few months. You beat it by beat a few the, months. Spread. <laughs> but... I feel like a lot of like the Nintendo games from like the '64 era have had like stuff that sure. transcended it sure. to continue on into other decades, and is something that yes, Tony Hawk did continue on, but I feel like that first game just had a certain sense of magic that right. Yeah, the other games did do a lot of stuff, but I feel like they didn't capture what that first game. And it, it's it's just that first area too, right? Um, that's now, my opinion, right? That's, now that's mine. Now I'll say my my favorite game of all time is also from the 90s, and that's Chrono Trigger. So this is just personal preference. Um, Chrono Trigger came out in 1995. I played it in 1996. Um, and for me, like I just remember being that, that age when I was really starting to get into my nerddom and playing Chrono Trigger and just, just sort of going, what what is this amazing thing that I am immersing myself in. I and, guess uh, Earthbound could technically count in there, too. Sure, Earthbound because could count Even though I haven't played it all the way through, I feel like that is very... Oh, sure. ...of its time. And, I mean, any of these 16-bit Final Fantasies... Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy seven technically. Yeah, Final... Yeah, wait, I was going to say, wait, even... Wait, even wait, wait, uh, uh, yes, no, seven, seven, eight, and 9, because... Uh, wait, was 9, 99, or 2000? Because I know 2001 was 10 which was on ps2 so i think the three for i think the three ps1 games did come out in the 90s though unless there's one that didn't i swear they were all 1997 for final fantasy 7 right 1999 final fantasy 8 so then okay so the nine thousand there's really there was one year between final fantasy 9 and 2001 Final Fantasy That's 10. insane. Yeah, there was, there was a, a from 1999 all the way up to 2002. There was a Final was a Fantasy yearly, every. That's insane. That year. is insane. And when there was think, a and there was a year break after seven. Yeah, it's weird. Like you think when you think of Final Fantasy, you don't when you think of like a, a yearly release, you think of like a sports game. You don't think of an art like a storied RPG series like that. But I guess that, I mean it's, it's they're a big company. They have multiple yeah. teams working. And on also, Final Fantasy Ele- um, Eleven was the introduction of the MMORPG aspect to it. Yeah. So I mean, for better or for worse, that happened. And then it was several years before Final Fantasy returned with uh, Twelve. With Twelve, yeah. Which um, also is, I guess, a is Twelve the one I'm thinking of. Twelve is not the one I'm thinking of. Is it? 
Which one are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the... No, it's not this one. I'm thinking of the one that was really... Had, um... Twelve, had... Twelve... Twelve is set in the same world as Final Fantasy Tactics, Ivalis. But it's not a tactics game. It's more... It has some... I'm thinking of Thirteen. I'm thinking yeah, of Thirteen. The one with lightning? Yeah. I was like, it's the one that has the chick in it. Yeah. Which I know doesn't narrow it down half the time. Oh, right. But I was like, I know that one kind of got some... Right. Whatever reviews, which whatever yeah. um but yeah that was playstation 3 I, a game that blew my mind the first time i played it was Star Fox, the original Star Fox, because it you it was true 3d like it used polygons yeah and, uh, and when i say polygons i'm you I, the s is there because there was like five polygons in it and it's so dated to this day but it's i have such fond memories of it and at the end in the beginning when there's like some talking it blew my mind. I'm like, they're talking in a video game? What sort of black magic is this? This can't be done. I was like, they're, and it's like, and it wasn't like a grainy voice. It was like, this is Star Fox. We're returning to Corneria. And it's like the most basic, like two sentences, and it's kind of stilted acting. Like, and it, but it's like, oh my gosh. I, the first time I heard that, I said, how is the game saying sentences? All right, so. System. Essential 90s system. Super NES. Super, Super NES, NES hands down. Alright. I'm gonna... Even though it does go into the 2000s, I'm gonna go with the 64. That was almost... That was almost my what I was gonna say, but I think I think that, that hook, line, and sinkered it for me. Just cause... I mean, I, I had PlayStation. I had a 64. Played both of them. Um, there's a lot of great stuff on PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, but 64, it was just such a weird console in the sense of the controller. You know, I, I, the controller, it's a lot of crap. I like the controller. It was weirdly held, but when you think about it, but it was comfortable. It was a very comfortable controller. Like I always remember, I remember the first time I played my Super NES after I got my 64 and thinking it was so weird that the controller was so yeah. small. Like I was like, what is this little thing in my hands? But um, I mean, obviously I've got, I got used, reused to it or whatever. It was fine, but I always liked the controller. It was weird. I had, so I had, how many, how many, one thing I loved about the N64 was all the different colored controllers. That was a really cool, it's kind of like now with the Switch and the different colored Joy-Cons. Yeah. Um, or PlayStation and Xbox. Well, Xbox right, I was going to say, in Xbox you can get like the custom. Yeah, the custom you, you one, can customize awesome. the controller. I was going to um, say, that's cool. I mean, PlayStation has some really cool, like Death Stranding, which just came out. The P the, one. The P, the P yellow one. But it's cool because it's, yeah, it's clear yellow, yellow and you can see all the stuff inside. And I love I'm going off another tangent, but in in the '90s, when when Game Boy, when Nintendo released the Game Boy Play It Loud series, they had because um, the Game Boy had been out since the '80s. I thought the color one was the one where they did the see through. Well, they did, but in the mid '90s, they released the it was the original Game Boy, the original Fat Game Boy. Yeah. But they released a series called the Play It Loud series, and instead of being the gray color, they were black, red, green yellow and clear and the clear one was just straight up clear like it wasn't clear it wasn't the clear atomic purple of the game boy color it was clear clear and i thought that was the coolest thing and i remember getting it for christmas and it was like this is the greatest thing ever but um back to the n64 i love because because when that launched it was like those same colors it launched it had like a blue red green yellow uh black and gray 
the original gray controllers. And I remember when I got my 64 for Christmas, it came with the, the light gray controller, but then I got the red one. Um, then I got the Nintendo Power 100th anniversary. I, I saved up my, my power my power stamps that came with the Nintendo Power catalog. I got the, <laughs> the gold in 64 controller. Ooh. Uh, and then the, la- the my fourth one that rounded it out, it was a Toys R Us exclusive. It was a transparent neon, kind of like a neon greenish yellow color. We went, we had so many different ones. I'm trying to remember. And I had, those were my, those were my four. No, we had the black system. Yeah, like the, the, the OG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we had the black system. I know my Majora's Mask was a gold cape. Gold. Yes, I had the gold Majora's Mask and Ocarina. I only had, I had the silver Ocarina. Um, so you know what, what? To this day, I mean, you and I, from Smash alone, we play video games Yeah. at least once a week Yeah. with each other. And I love multiplayer games, but I still have to say my favorite... Probably this is my favorite video game session of all time was 1997. Fall of 1997, Goldeneye came out. And oh, man. Uh, Eric, my best friend Eric, who I mentioned earlier in the episode for uh, Ernest Scared Second Stupid. call out. Uh, second call out, Eric. Um, he got it for his birthday. It came out like right before his 13th birthday. And he's like, this is what I want. And so he got it. And he had two controllers. And I, at the time, I just had two controllers. But I went over, and he it was me and him and two of our other friends, and we stayed up all night long playing four-player Gold Knight. It was the greatest night of gaming. I'm just like, it was like mind-blowing. I was like, this is awesome. This is so much damn fun. And I mean, I still, still think about that night. I remember playing in the complex, rocket launchers, um, <laughs> and the rule was nobody could be the... Uh, the uh, who uh, odd job? It would be yeah, odd, job. odd job, or the Moonraker Elite, which was the other um, short character you could unlock uh, later on in the game. Oh, the green, the green see-through controller is pretty cool. Sorry, I've, I've pulled. Do you up. have the green one or the neon green one? Neon green. Yeah, that's yeah. It yeah. was it was Toys R Us exclusive, and it was super cool. God, these I liked actually like that one better than the gold one. The gold one was like my my baby, but that green one was super cool. Sorry, I'm just looking at controllers now. Um, I was more. Oh man, now there, there's all the clear ones with the clear. They had a, system. that's right because they did all the different system releases. Those were yeah. cool. Um, this one's got like a whole collection. Um, I will say this: Nintendo, my pick because just the weird, just it, it was such a cool system. Um, Game Boy should be in there for me because i feel like i mean yeah there was game boy advance and then the game boy what i mean the other one game boy came out in the 80s but i i mean i didn't have color one until, everything right and then game i mean game boy game boy i got mine in the in the 90s but then game boy color did come out in 98 i believe so and that was sort of the quasi step up it wasn't that much more powerful it could just do color yeah, i remember playing pokemon yep Oh my god! Okay, so let let us talk because I know that next week we had talked about possibly doing a cough, Pokemon. Cough, Pokemon, cough, cough. Right, there's maybe a sort of big uh, main line release or two coming out uh, in a few days. Might, might encompass our weekend. Yes, uh, might might possibly. Um, that's another game. I okay. I when Pokemon came out in Japan, it was '96, and I had just gotten into RPGs because of Super Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger, <laughs> and so. Nintendo Power did this big blowout on, at the time, Pocket Monsters. It still had not been called Pokemon, 
but it was this big thing talking about like oh, it's an rpg but you catch monsters there's 150 there's more than 150 of them and you can battle them and you can trade amongst your friends and you can go to gyms and i'm like this sounds kind of cool so when it came out so in 1998 when it actually came to the u.s i looked at the calendar and it was actually a couple days before the official release like it was like i think the 20 ninth or 28th was the official pokemon release and this was and i remember this because again it was eric's birthday <laughs> i remember being at walmart with my mom and they had the overflow bin of games of just loose games that didn't fit in the case and they had a copy of pokemon in there and i go and of course nowadays that'd be like oh crap walmart's gonna get fined street date i'm gonna have a yeah. leak copy they're gonna break my switch then they didn't <laughs> care they had no a they had no way of checking b they're like yeah it wasn't the, the international street phenomenon. dates were they really weren't a thing forced. No. So I bought it, and I remember going home and starting it up and going, what in the heck is this? This is awesome. And then I went to Eric's for his birthday. It was it was he and I, and we were playing. I'm showing it to him. I popped it into his Super Game Boy, and he goes, this is the coolest thing ever. And then the next morning, he was like, Mom, can we can, can we go to Walmart? And we See, went to Walmart, and he got reverse. blue. Mine was the reverse of that. I played one of my friends, uh, and then I was like, Mom, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I got yellow. Oh, so yellow was during yellow, then. yeah. Yeah, because so I, I got it kind of later, but my brother got blue. Nice. He had the purple see-through Game Boy Color. Nice. I had the turquoise Nice. One. I had the solid, my Game Boy Color was like the solid purple one. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get the clear one, but I had the solid one. Yeah. Which was cool. Reminiscing. Um, I guess I'm going to say this final thing for the 90s. Uh, the 90s introduced me to Magic, the Gathering. Uh. So... So, yes, I can definitely say in the <laughs> 90s, and it came out in the 90s, that's when I got introduced to it. So, uh, late 90s for that. So, there's that. Um, yeah, I, I've... God, I mean, we, we really could just keep going on. There's so, we, I mean, we could, and, and there's... And I, so, an interesting thing, and this... I don't, I don't want it to sound like it's bad to other generations, but there is... I, I read, like, why is 90s... I saw this thing, and I was talking about how... Why is 90s nostalgia so so much stronger right now? And I'm like, well, it's just because we're at that 20-year period. I mean, that's not to discount the nostalgia of earlier generations and later generations who might only have, you know, five or ten years of nostalgia for something. But it was an interesting article talking about how people uh, who kind of were, who kind of came of age... Ooh, was that a was that a nineties commercial? It was a ad for blue dot for blue diamond almonds. Oh, sorry, not, I was clicking on a 90s. on a Mighty Max. Um, Mighty Max, Mighty Max. So the thing it talked like, about in the article is how prior to us, uh, kind of a generation before, a lot of the stuff was. I mean, it was an era before there was home recordings and stuff like that. I mean, there, there were home, there wasn't a home movie market. Um, whereas later ones, you know, there and I mean. People can go find anything they, they were nostalgic for or will be online. Like, it's all streaming. Yeah. It's all, you know, they're going to be nostalgic for Netflix shows and stuff like that. But we're in this era of w- people were recording just stretches of TV shows and are now uploading it to YouTube. And earlier today, I watched probably thirty minute a 30-minute block of, that someone had just posted of commercials from 1992. I saw, I saw you were doing that. I was like... I don't know where this is going, but I don't like it. Nope. And so, and it's just it. So people have talked about how it's an interesting period because whereas some people just have their memories to go on, we have these not just people's art kind of recordings that are sort of these time capsules from 
particular days. But they're, they're these, like, they're, yeah, it's this weird, like, window into that time. And they're because they're from VHS, they have that VHS quality to yeah. them. And it just, that I, I get so nostalgic watching things in that quality. Um, the other thing, and I think we may have talked about this before. There is a, so we're both considered millennials. We're like the early. We're like the early Gen Gen Z to Gen to millennials, like somewhere in. We're no Gen Z's after. We're not Gen Z. Gen really? Z Gen Z are people who were born in the late ninety, late nineties at the earliest. Millennials are considered eighty one to ninety six, I believe. Really? Yes. Yes. Huh. We are millennials. So, where, so, so Gen X is the Gen X. Time? Gen X is basically through eighty. Okay. Though there is some, though they say like from like seventy eight to eighty five, there's so this is where I'm going with this. So from like seventy eight to eighty five, maybe when were you born? Six. Okay, I think it may. Either way, and so once I start saying this, you'll probably you're yeah. gonna agree with this. So there is an article talking about sort of a sub interstitial generation called the Oregon Trail generation. Oh yeah, and they said this was the generation of kids who. Grew up where their expo their most of their exposure to a computer was in school. Yep, playing Oregon Trail or Odell Lake or Number Munchers or something like that. Yeah, oh um, yeah, Number Munchers. You remember a time before the internet? Yes, but you probably got your first exposure to it in school, and you probably weren't if you had it at home. You were considered like super privileged and you it was when you were like later like when you were like a teenager at least when you probably got it at home yeah um and it kind of talked about being in that era like where you remember certain it's not like an era where like they were adults before, by the time the internet became a thing or they were born into it and they don't remember a time before i i, I work with people right now who cannot remember a time without internet Heck, and i remember just, when i said surge one day to somebody and they're like what are you talking about right I'm like what <laughs> right so it's just it's interesting to and it it's been something I've been thinking about a lot lately where there is this whole like we are this kind of interstitial and I feel like the nineties, the people who are really nostalgic for the nineties were the, that. Like they experienced that. What I just described is this sort of uh um, we, we existed Oregon before trail. the internet. Yeah. Was a thing like 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 we were birthed. But with because the of internet. the internet we have um we have access to this part of our just pre-internet selves uh, that we can experience, and and because it's coming from VHS, it's not this crystal clear, restored thing. It's we're experiencing it pretty much as we experience it, other than we're now watching it on our phones and yep. on our HD TVs as opposed to our small CRTs. Well, as I've said before on here, and I know this is probably someone going to roll their eyes. I did not mention Transformers that much in this because it is strictly 80s yeah. for me. Yep. Like, it, I was introduced to it during the 90s. It exists during the 80s, and I know that because um, my older brother was big into that in Voltron. So that's how sure. I got into it. Sure. Uh, because the toys were there, and it was something. And they, of course, had VHS recordings of, like, airings and stuff. So right. I got to watch certain episodes over and over again because yep. I wanted to watch that. So that's how I got introduced to it. So that's so that's my memory of how I got introduced to both of those. Right. Um, whereas like people were into Beast Wars and stuff, something I didn't even mention on here because I, I never got into it. I was yeah. more interested in the older ones because that was like that was my time with it. Even do though it wasn't nineties. <laughs> right. Do you remember the first time you were on the internet? Um, I remember around when it was. 
to be honest. Do you remember was, what you did? Huh? Do you remember what you did or what you were doing? Um, like, were you looking up like... It was stuff for Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Nice. It was stuff for that. Because um, I was like looking up like uh, how to get through something or mm. you know stuff like that. So I, I think I might have been before that, but I know for a fact it was Zelda. The first time I remember, so that would have had to have been ninety eight ish, right? So the first, so the first time, yeah, that would have been that time. Yep. So the first time I remember being exposed to the internet was in like almost it was like in third or fourth grade. We were in our elementary school library. And there was this thing where our, our librarian, uh, Mrs. League, uh, <laughs> sweet, she's a sweetheart. Hi, Mrs. League. If you're listening, which you probably aren't, but if you are, you're awesome. Um, she was like, she was like, class, we got this really cool thing we're going to do today. We're going to be talking with students who are at a school in Missouri. And I was really? like, what? And I was like, how does that work? And I remember going to this one part of the library that had computers in it and we went on this one, it was just this white screen, and it was like her typing, hello, this is the third grade, this is yeah. the third grade class, uh, one class of third from of third graders from Westwood Hills Elementary in, in Waynesboro, Virginia. And then we waited, and it sent, and then, like, three minutes later, this message popped, and it was like, hi, this is the library of the third grade class in the such-and-such elementary school in such-and-such Missouri. And it was like, what is going on? How are we communicating with these people? And my mind was blown, but that was, that was the first, I wasn't directly doing anything, but I do remember the first time I personally went on was in my middle school's library going to Nintendo.com and looking at screenshots of the then a, over a year away Mario 64 and going, this is going to be the best game ever. It was him with the, with the penguin. I distinctly, <laughs> I can still see that low quality JPEG that was the size of a, of a, of a, of a stamp. And, oh, I mean, man. I might have seen stuff before then. Yeah. Or been on the internet before. That 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 stuck out because I remember I was having trouble and I had one of the strategy guides and it wasn't helping me. So it was like, why don't we look it up on the internet? Right. So, so yeah. Good times. Um, definitely let us know what your... List li- some stuff from the 90s. List stuff. It doesn't have to... It can be anything. You can say, like, I, I like Doritos and Power Rangers. Doritos were a big 90s thing. They were. Even though they were... Again, they were around beforehand, but I, I associate them with the 90s. I do, too. Also, I feel like, also, I feel like half the things we talked about were from before, but, but like... But that's the thing. I mean, this one we're remembering. We remember from the, the 90s. First time. Heck, yeah. Uh, where can stuff. people find more from you if they... Are on the internet now. So if you uh, if you have uh, a free phone line and you want to connect your modem <laughs> to the internet, 56K, uh, you can go to um, Instagram or Twitter and find me at Eric Berg, A-R-I-C-B-E-R-G, or Backlogberg on uh, Instagram as well. Um, and you can... My Angel Fire site is no more. Um, I did have an Angel Fire. I had an Angel Fire site where people could. If this was back during the original re- release of Pokemon, where wow. people could create. If people created their own Pokemon, this is back when they were still just 151. They could send them to me, and I created like a Pokedex entry, or like they would send me a Pokedex entry, and I would try to like index them. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, of course, you can find Zygnus uh, anywhere. You find. Um other podcasts you can also find us on instagram and twitter so on facebook so definitely check us out but let us know what are your like lists from the 90s of stuff did we hit on any is there any you wish we mentioned let us know once again um the outro song is insert song riku told us to play 90s song 90s song 90s 90s song